0: Welcome back to Learning to Serve. Today, I'm interviewing my good friend, Sarah Cumming. In 2015, she and her husband launched Promise Academy, a new Christian school in an under-resourced area of their community in Tyler, Texas. I am deeply inspired by their story of restlessness and faith, and you can read more about their school in the show notes, but let's get started. Hey folks, and welcome to Season 2 of Learning to Serve, the podcast that explores deeper learning in Christian schools. I'm Krista Wallace, creator, producer, and host of the show. Let's dive in. coming. Welcome to this podcast, Learning to Serve. I'm so glad you're here today with me. Uh, the goal of this podcast is to bring to life the Christian deeper learning movement in Christian schools. So Sarah, you are the founder of Promise Academy in Tyler, Texas. Tell us more about Promise. What is Promise? Why did you start it? Uh, give us a little background.
1: Sure. So Um, I've been in Christian education since 2003. Um, I started teaching in the middle school at another school here in Tyler. And um, when I was there, I loved it. I loved everything about what I was doing. Um, I loved that teachers um, were so trusted by the administration to do their jobs and we could be creative and we weren't um, shackled down by... um, I don't know, just a lot of um, requirements that didn't really provide growth for our students. And so we could just focus on what our kids needed. I loved that. Um, I loved all my kids. And, but what I noticed when I was there that bothered me was that we were really serving a, re- a pretty narrow segment of the population in Tyler. And, you know, I just kept thinking, if we're saying this is the best education there is to offer a human, why aren't more, kinds of humans here Um, and you know so at 22 years old or whatever it just kind of bugged me but I didn't really do any research on how to solve that problem I was just like hmm, I wonder Um, I did do some thinking about you know maybe when I grew up a little more than 22 I would want to um, do an after school program or something on the north side of Tyler the north side is um, the under-resourced pretty underdeveloped part of Tyler and um so maybe do an after school program that was christian um that focused on um strong academic support and things like that but you know it hadn't really connected those two ideas about an under-resourced community and christian education and then god moved um my husband and i to new york um really suddenly uh in 2006 and um so my paradigm of what Christian education could mean really kind of just broadened um, because I serve I was serving there with families that were mostly from the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico who were um new you know the families were new to America but parents so committed to their kids education um, but in a really under-resourced part of New York City and Um, it was kind of like, I knew this, you know, it's like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. I knew this could work. And we just planned to grow old there and had both of our children there um, in New York. And my babies were going to go to Manhattan Christian, and I was going to be there forever. And then God moved us back to Tyler. And I was like, what? What are you doing? You know? Um, And, you know, what I realized part of what God was doing was bringing all of that which was in his heart, you know, not, not just my idea, obviously, um, but was in his heart to realization that there needed to be a Christian school serving, um, the North part of town here in Tyler. Mm -hmm. And that there were a lot of people in Tyler that were very interested in that. Um, but hadn't really come in terms of the timing, um, and the singular vision to kind of surround that and move forward. And, um, because I had seen how well it worked, in New York, um, Mm -hmm. offering Christian education in harder places. Um, and I had learned more about the history of Christian education, of course, is so long and, and Christian schools have been the ones serving on the margins for history. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that I came back and was able to challenge our town to say, you know, this needs to be something that's important to all of us. And so, Um, The mission of Promise is to cultivate wise, creative, and compassionate leaders through an exemplary Christ-centered education in North Tyler. And we do that to glorify God and to bring joy to our city. Um, So at this point, we have 61 students. Um, We just finished our first year with K-5. through We started with kindergarten and added a grade every year. And then, um, Next year, our goals have 72 to 75 students.
0: And so. this is its sixth year, right? Your, your, we just
1: finished our sixth year.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yep,
1: yep. and um, last year, 80, 85% of our students um, will qualify for free and reduced lunch. Mm-hmm. And um, our population is very diverse um, ethnically. And um, we're trying... For We always want to stay about no less than 70% um, families that would be considered, you know, low income. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, but we would like to get, you know, some actual more economic diversity here at the school, um, just because we all benefit from being together. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so... You know, it's been a joy for me personally to be involved with Promise. And I am so proud of the work that you were doing. Uh, Tyler is my hometown, and I realize there's still a lot of uh, long-held racial beliefs and that are hard to break. They're so yeah. hard to break. And yet that is the calling of, of Christ is to love our neighbor. And I yeah. believe that Promise is doing a great job of, of providing an excellent. Uh, Christian school option for kids uh, in an area where there was no, there literally was no Christian school available um, in right. this part of the community, in this part of the county. Mm-hmm. Tell me right. about, now there are other Christian schools involved. There's other Christian schools in Tyler. Um, Many. Yes. M- there's there's quite a few. Yeah. Yep. How, how has Promise been uh, engaged and, and how have the other schools been involved with this new uh, startup school?
1: Yep. So I mentioned that um, I think part of why God brought me back for this myself, just how he made me and the gifts he'd given me is to be able to challenge the rest of the community to say this needs to be important. And what I'm really excited by is he had already been working, of course, in those spaces to be ready to hear that and say, yes, we want to help. And so um, all the, all the Christian schools in Tyler have said, how can we help? What can we do? Um, you know, as believers, we're always looking for really tangible ways to love our neighbors because we're just motivated by the Holy Spirit, right? We just have God's love to give out. And um, we want to do that in ways that are um, lasting and really impactful. So um, all these other schools have been looking for ways to do that here in our community. And so here's promise as this opportunity, right, to work across the city, um, to love each other right? Because we love on them too. So um, one example is there's one Christian school here in Tyler that once a week sends their um, off-season athletes, high school athletes, and they come once a week in our after-school program and offer sports clinics. So we'll have like soccer day and they do soccer drills with them and just it's the most fantastic day. You know, even if kids don't come the rest of our extended school day is what we call it. Um, or another example is um, there's another school, their middle school drama program. They just um, decided to, that they wanted to give a gift to Promise. And the way they decided to do that was to have a lip sync competition. And so their entire middle school drama, it started with just the seventh and eighth grade, but then the fifth and sixth grade joined in too. And they did a lip sync show and it was you know like a, it was a, some kind of five dollars to enter or something like that but then they took donations at the door for the show and they raised thirteen hundred dollars what really? and we're just so happy to give it to us and now we have like this huge gift now we're talking about oh, we need to have drama camp scholarships for promise kids for next year. We need to use some Uh, of the money for that. And they want to do it again next year. So it's been this really great, um, really great response from all the Christian schools, because we're not a competitor. That's the thing, right? We're breaking into a market that's not been accessed before. And so we're able to come in positionally as the little sister, Mm -hmm. you know, to Mm -hmm. all these schools and, um, and yeah. get to, you know, a little bit, have a little bit of a prophetic voice in that too, because we've been in, because we're in a community that hasn't been touched by, you know, this Christian resource. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And then once kids finish fifth grade at Promise, they they can go back into the public school system or yep. what are some other opportunities that, that have happened, have, have bubbled up with your students?
1: So in equal, I mean, like equally to them trying to be involved with us and giving and and visiting and things like that, the other schools um, have realized that these are the students that they want to have at their school. Mm -hmm. And so they have um, actively recruited our families um, Mm -hmm. from coming up and setting up in our lobby um, to talk about enrollment for middle school um, or um, one school sent their drumline to come do like a drumline exhibit. (laughs) <laughs> and I just thought they were like coming for it to be a fun thing but I was so encouraged and excited and I told the leadership team when they gave out they gave each of our kids a, a shirt for their school and I was like this was a recruiting trip well done you know because yes. yes yes because our kids need to continue, you know, yeah. with great education. So this is what I say, you know, we want to introduce them to the whole plethora of educational options that exist in Tyler, you know, we have, um, two mag or well, three magnet schools, actually, mm-hmm. um, we have charter schools, we have the whole Christian school community, and we just want our students to have all of it at their, um, at their doorstep when they are ready to, to graduate from here. And so, um, and like I said, the other schools are very interested in having our students too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I was talking to a mom today, um, and she said, well, you know, my kid tells me I want to go to this school or that school. And I'm like, son, do you even know how expensive that is? I said, I know, but listen, not only have they been motivated? Like, these are the kids we want, but they're also making a way um, economically, mm-hmm. culturally mm-hmm. Um, to make sure that our kids can be there. So, yeah, that's great. We'll see. Bring, I'm I'll like along you. for
0: the ride. I'm telling you. I mean, and that's it's kind of a miracle. I mean, you know, Tyler. Miracle. It's a huge miracle. Yeah. Well, breaking all kinds of barriers. <laughs> I love it.
1: All these secondary consequences of like, I just, there just needs to be a Christian school here. You know, I'm like, there just needs to be a Christian school. And it's like all these amazing ripples that are coming out of that. It's true.
0: I mean, you really did. When you came back from New York city, I remember meeting with you and you were just, you you just said, God is calling me to start a Christian school on the North side. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I have to do it. I don't know exactly how to do this. I'm just looking for people to walk alongside me and I just, yes. but I just, I have to do this. And it was, it really has been a walk of uh, a journey of faith for you and for your husband, Alan, and for really for a large group of people that have been walking with you. So I, I commend yes. you. I'm so proud of, of you and the work that you and Alan have been doing. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful work.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. And and I don't know if your audience knows this that you serve on our board and that you've really been an advisor the whole time. But um yeah, that's made it's made a huge difference.
0: And it's been an honor. Yeah. Truly. It's been oh. an honor. So, okay, so let's look at um, on this podcast, we explore how schools are implementing deeper learning into yes. their Christian schools. And so tell me, how is Promise uh, utilizing any deeper learning? ideas, methods, models in your classrooms and your school community?
1: Yes. So um, as all good schools are, we're constantly improving. And um, I, um, you know, try to take bite-sized steps for us. So um, which is why we started with just kindergarten, right? And we've been adding a grade and here we are K-5 now. Um, So a few years ago, you know, we decided that Promise needed to, you know, now that we had Kinder in first, I think that, you know, we, we really needed to remember that part of our mission is for the joy of our city Mm -hmm. and that we really want promise. Like we really want Tyler to be happy that promise exists, whether or not they give to us or have their kids at our school or anything. Um, just, wow, I'm really happy that I live in a town that has a school like this. Right. And so we started kind of brainstorming um, about how we could do that in, in ways that Kinders and First can do, you know, because they're little and, um, they don't have a lot of, um, personal agency yet. Their imagination isn't as far as it will go. Right. Um, and so what I, what we started was, um, this program called Promise for Tyler Grants, Mm -hmm. and, um, we give two grants a year. We interview our student body on the things that they notice in our city that need changing. And they do, they notice the things, you know, when I describe this to donors, sometimes they're like, Oh, what did they say? Like, you know, they want more ice cream or whatever. It's like, no, like they, they know, they know that there's burnt out buildings that just sit on their blocks, Mm -hmm. um, vacant. Um, they know that there's a ton of stray animals on the side of town that nobody's looking after. Um, you know, they know that people are dying from cancer. They know that kids get abused, all this stuff. And these are the things it's the same list every year. Mm -hmm. Although this last year COVID was added. Um, and, But we interview them, you know, nonetheless, every year and hear about this. And then the thing that's listed the most often, uh, there's usually like three or four things that are that kind of rise to the surface as concerns. And then um, our administration researches nonprofits in Tyler that are addressing those things. Mm -hmm. And then the students get to vote uh, for where our grant will go, which organization will receive it. And then we spend about a month Um, raising funds. The kids raise the funds for that organization. Um, And I really try and encourage the adults, you know, don't pad this. Of course we could give more money, you know, if the adults were, you know, slipping the fifties in and stuff like that. But, but um, really we want the children to feel the uh, pride of their, of purely their gift um, you know, so we tell parents that they can do chores, it can be birthday money, whatever, like, don't stop your child from being generous, you know, mm-hmm. let them be generous, guide them with some wisdom, you know, but let them be generous. And um, we, over the course of these four years that we've done those grants, we've raised, um, I think it's about $2,500 wow. that the students have given to, About five different nonprofits here in Tyler. So, um, things Mm -hmm. like Path, which is you know it's called People Attempting to Help. It's it's basically just a social relief agency Mm -hmm. um, that helps with housing, bills, Mm -hmm. food pantry, Mm -hmm. job placement, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Children's Advocacy Center. Mm -hmm. um, Lighthouse for the Blind.
0: Yeah. How is that uh, impacting? like the service learning piece of that is, is incredible. It's beautiful. How, how is that being woven into what they're studying in their classrooms, like their, their academic piece?
1: Yep. So what we wanted is for, like I said, for something that Kinders and First can do Mm -hmm. and something Kinders and First can do and need to learn how to do is count money. So they have, they have their ongoing, we really don't have to teach money because they have their ongoing count twice a year for a month, Mm -hmm. you know, of how many pennies, how many nickels, how many dimes, how many quarters. And even by the time they get up in the upper grades counting, you know, when you have $120 in coins and small bills, that's a very good exercise Mm -hmm. um, mathematically. Yeah. Um, They also... You know, I kind of leave it up to the agency of the teachers to figure out how to do this too. But this year they started, you know, they had just kind of been communicating to the families about it. Um, The kids communicating, you know, being able to say like a little elevator pitch about what this organization does. So if they are going and asking if they can pull weeds or whatever, you know, they can uh, say what they're doing it for. But then this year, um, one of our teachers, our third grade teacher decided to just, up. I mean, he just upped the ante. He said, well, we're going to have, we're going to do a car wash. And so the kids wrote a proposal to me that they would be, you know, that they had to come and present to me in writing and also verbally that they wanted to have a car wash and wash all the staff's car cars to raise money for this and um so yeah (laughs) yeah you can do that you know and he wouldn't let them turn it in until it was well done you know they had to write multiple drafts of it and and things like that um
0: good what about what about products are your students creating any products that are serving uh a, a group of people outside of their classroom it could be the greater school community. It could be their families. Uh, I know that you guys had a garden um, mm-hmm. this year as well. Um, yes. So, what? Are, tell me, talk to me about some of the products the students are creating that are serving uh, other other pe- groups of people.
1: Sure. So we, um, there's a couple that I can think of that are that are pretty cool. All of them are pretty cool, but there's a couple. One is that um, the students in first grade so we're k5 now okay so we're not just k and one anymore so these projects can kind of expand but the first graders one is actually really cool and it's something we still all use so they learned about you know they learn about um weather geology the water cycle they're the ones that maintain the garden mostly um things like that and they learned about recycling and decided that the best way to encourage our whole community our whole school community to recycle is to um, have recycling things in mm-hmm. each classroom. okay So they kind of walked around the school looking for stray boxes, which is of course a reuse, not a recycling, but a reuse. And so they found the copy paper boxes and made them into recycling containers Mm -hmm. for each classroom to have. So each classroom has a, has a box in it that, you know, the kids need to be reminded of course, but to put their paper in there instead of in the trash can. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing. And that was three years ago. And we still have those paper boxes, you know, with the decoration on the side that says Mm -hmm. recycle. And so that's awesome. Um, And what that means is the first graders that year are now going into, let's see, third, fourth, they're going into fourth. And so, you know, they have had the recycling things in their classroom that they made, and they've seen how, you know, it's just gotten to um, serve everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they also are the ones that take it once a week um, to the recycle bins that we have outside, and then they go to the recycling plant, you know, mm-hmm. to learn about what happens to it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So one, I'm thinking
0: about a, a story that you told that you guys were a part of uh, several years ago where students, before your, you were in your current site, the school was located on two very busy roads, yes. two main roads. And one of the projects that your students were involved with was wanting to take care of the people who had to walk across that street. So talk to talk, tell me about what was that process and what was
1: the project and, and how did, yeah. how did the students arrive to that? So that was, that was still a dream project, Krista. We still have not.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Crossed that road.
0: Really? As we say. Literally.
1: Um, because <laughs> the city is it, the city finding, finding the right people to hear that development needs to happen
0: mm.
1: on this side of town um, is a challenge. So we have a new mayor since then. And, you know, I feel like maybe he's the guy that would want to spend that money, but I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit in case you want to tell it because mm. it's definitely something that our students noticed is a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just haven't, you know, or, we or you been can even talk
0: day. about you know the people that were living under the bridge you know just you did you guys did a work your students were connected with the people the homeless that were living underneath the bridge near the school as well
1: yes so i can talk about that i could um and we're not connected with that anymore that's okay but i can talk about i could talk about so the kids wrote a biography the fourth and fifth grade class wrote a biography about drake is that something you want me to talk about okay So, um, we lost a good friend of promise Academy last summer. Um, and it was a shock and a surprise to all of us, but we lost him to suicide, 27 years old, a personal trainer, um, very well known and loved in the, in the, uh, promise community, of course, but in the Tyler community, Mm -hmm. he grew up in our neighborhood here. Um, and he just invested so much in our students and, um, Mm -hmm did fundraisers and sock drives and he's the last person, you know, that you would have expected was struggling with mental illness. And, um, so when trying to help, you know, process this with our students, um, they said, you know, they're like, I feel like people don't understand that happy people can be, you know, and people who give can be struggling with these thoughts and, They were just the older students, you know, of course, were just really surprised by that and felt like people needed to know that story. Um, And so what they decided is they wanted to um, write Drake's biography. His name was Drake Scott, is Drake Scott. And they wanted to write his biography. And then um, after the publishing proceeds, they wanted to donate the proceeds to people who were doing mental health work here in Tyler. And so um, they wrote his biography. Um, They interviewed his mom. We interviewed her on Facebook. She lives in Minneapolis. And so we interviewed her. We interviewed good friends of um, Drake. We wrote um, the body uh, of the Story. We read lots of picture book biographies so that they could, you know, see, okay, this is how a picture book biography goes. Um, Thought about the kinds of illustrations we would need. Um, Thought about, you know, the kind of like third party artwork or photography or whatever that we would need. Um, Thought about a good title, all of this. And so we ended up having it, it's almost ready for publishing. Um, I worked as the editor. And um, I tell, you know, of course I tell the kids, every author has an editor. Like you don't get a well-published book without an editor. So y'all do all that and it's good and I'll tweak it. And so all the text is theirs, um, but just layout and stuff like that. So it's going to be, the the book is going to be kind of uh, initially offered to the community at a celebration of Drake's life um, at a local well, you know, True Vine, so a local social gathering place here in Tyler mm-hmm. with music and poetry and things like that. Um, Drake was a poet um, in August, at the beginning of August. And then we'll start um, leaving them also at all the gyms, you know, so Drake was really involved in the um, gym community, the um, mm-hmm. physical fitness community here in Tyler. And and then uh, our hope is that we're able to raise all that money to help um, our other neighbors who might be struggling with the same thing. And like I said, we never know.
0: What an incredible Mm -hmm. project for your students to be a part of.
1: That's great. They're very proud of it.
0: They should be. And that's a real product that is going to live on, you know, and that, and that's the beauty of deeper learning. You know, it's inviting students into real work that meets real needs Mm -hmm. and, um, for real people. And And so, I mean, this is just a great illustration of, you know, they did the interview, right? They had to do their research. They looked at, at, uh, at quality models. So you looked at, mm-hmm. at different books that were illustrated mm-hmm. uh, of, of biographies. And so students are gathering the information of what makes this an excellent, um, you know, biography. So what a great product, awesome. I would love mm-hmm. to get a copy of that book when you guys are finished.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we like i said we're just finalizing like i just need to make sure that i have the right pho- photographer's name with the right photo
0: sure
1: and all of that and yeah. then um we'll be publishing yeah. it so
0: awesome yeah. tell
1: me yeah.
0: what is as you are seven years into promise academy what is your deep hope for your students for your staff for the greater community, what, what is your deep hope for promise?
1: Mm -hmm. It's really part, what part of our mission is Mm -hmm. that our children, um, would be leaders who, um, glorify God and bring joy to our city. Okay. And, um, for them to be that, like the adults have to be that. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I asked a, a mom one time if she could talk to our donors and tell them anything, you know, like mm-hmm. if you just had all of our donors in a room and you could tell them anything, what would you want to say? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all these kind of, you know, quippy things that come to mind that you would, you know, say,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and she said she just thought for a while and she said you know i would just want them to know that jesus loves them <laughs> and it's just like that's what we're trying to do but not in a um you know not you know jesus says he doesn't give peace like the world gives he also doesn't give love like the world gives you know so not in some kind of um romantic you know, thought of what love would be or, mm-hmm. um, kind of shallow love, you know, but mm-hmm. real, real work for real people. Yeah. Deep you know, abiding is love. Yeah. Jesus is love. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that Jesus loves through mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. I think that would be my hope, you know, that's the glorifying God part mm-hmm. is that, um, people would just be like, look how good guys, you know?
0: So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So as you have, you know, developed this school year by year, your first year was kindergarten and then first grade and then second grade. Um, yeah. What are, who, what are some influencing factors that you found along the way? You know, as you were dreaming about starting a new school, were there some models who, who were your inspirations Um as you, as you launched Promise?
1: Yeah. So um, I, as I mentioned before, I'm a middle school person. So I have been in middle school, like 10 of the, you know, almost 20 years that I've been working in Christian education. So, and that was all I had, you know, was middle school experience. And so um, I knew that the people that I needed to get around me had obviously done elementary school and then the models that we needed we really needed to look at elementary school models so um we went to visit a school in Dallas um called West Dallas Community School and we've been there probably four times um just to keep visiting and learning um because they've been doing this 25 years and um and I'm always a fan of someone that works the kinks out before I get there, you know, so I can say, what were the kinks, and tell me how to avoid them, um, <laughs> if possible. So, um, anyway, but they are a, they're a classical school, which is not what Promise is, although we pull some of that wisdom, you know, of, of the stages of development, and things like that, um, but they are also a Charlotte Mason school, and I had never, heard of Charlotte Mason before I had went to visit over there. And um, I love the Charlotte Mason model. So we are not a purely Charlotte Mason school. Um, We can argue about it, not you and I, but whoever loves Charlotte Mason. I don't love how Charlotte Mason teaches reading, so we don't do it that way. Um, But what is wonderful about Charlotte Mason is that she says that the environment And the atmosphere is the first teacher and so if we approach a school that the place that i'm in is the first teacher even before the teacher opens their mouth that what the place is like um is doing the is doing tons of the teaching work already for you what's important here what do we you know what do we value what sounds are we hearing you know what is the general feel of the place. And so that's something in her philosophy that I love. And I just think goes so far here at promise people walk in here and they're like, what's different about this place. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, Jesus is here, but we also really intentionally make things Mm -hmm. beautiful and peaceful, Mm -hmm. um, organized and Mm -hmm. organized. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so that's one thing about Charlotte Mason and something else is that she wants them to, she wants students to have living ideas. Mm -hmm. And so what she means by living ideas is that it's not just rote theory that we're teaching children, but we're teaching them with real objects. So they touch real money when they're learning money. Mm -hmm. Um, They work with real clocks and like real uh, consequences of time, you know, to learn time Mm -hmm. Um, that they're reading stories that um, have real true plots uh, even at the very low levels, you know, that we're not just, um, I don't know, teaching, reading in a remote way, but it's in a connected way to real ideas and thoughts. And um, so I really love that about, about her too. And then the third thing that she says is that all learning is relational. And so we're, we're actually forming relationships with the subjects that we're learning and, um, we are, you know, she was a believer in the 18, in the 1800s, but she said, you know, in forming relationships with this, the subjects of study, we get to know the mind of God mm-hmm. because he's the one that made those things. And so we know God through his word and, um, you know, Romans tells us, we also know him through his creation. And so, um, we can actually get to know God better in a relational way through our studies and um, and then also get to know science really well but relationally you know not just in a kind of theory um, or get to know math you know and math is a friend right yeah. um, so I love that too because you know when kids are like man I'm just not a math person or whatever it's like well you just don't know math well enough and we just need to get to know math better <laughs> you know it's true and we can totally and We agree. can. we have time so so that's lovely um also you know getting to talk to you Krista about deeper learning I it's my I was homeschooled so uh all the way through k-12 and so it's my bent to always kind of be trying to find interesting projects and ways to do things and um be more service oriented and um be creative you know about just it's just my bent and I I think before I met you I wasn't aware that there were it was an actual title of this thing that I really loved and kind of did automatically in my own classrooms um and so you're telling me about I'm like yeah yeah that's what we should do that's what we're doing but um so I would say um not everyone has that perspective and so the great thing about deeper learning is it's kind of um systematized taking the magic out of like, what is so amazing about that place and systematize it. So, um, you know, bringing, you know, up to the surface, the real work for real people. Of course, we're only doing beautiful work where, you know, the children are going to be responsible for their own learning, which are just things that I'm like, that's just best practices, but not everyone's been trained that way. Right. So it provides opportunity for me to train my staff, um, in kind of a systematic way yeah. of how I think everyone should think about education anyway.
0: Well, it is true. It is true. We do need models, you know, yes. it's, unless you're a, a, <laughs> unless you're a comp- complete visionary like Charlotte Mason, but yes. we do need models to be able to bring order to and consistency from grade to grade to grade, uh, because yeah. this does work. It is impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. A couple more questions. So Sarah, you're as, you know, you're not only the headmaster of Promise Academy, but you're the mom of two young boys. Mm -hmm. You and your husband, Alan, are very involved in the community of Tyler.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So what are you learning as a school leader? What are you learning about managing your multiple roles while leading a school community?
1: Yeah. Um, You know, this is, I would I would say that this has been a fairly significant challenge Mm -hmm. for Alan and I, um, because also our circles in terms of our vocation are very different. So Alan serves people by helping them invest their wealth Mm -hmm. so that it will grow and be able to sustain their dreams and um, that they'll be able to hand something down to their children and grandchildren and um, you know, he very kingdom centered perspective on that and, um, and does a really great job in it. Uh, and he, you know, generally his clients are kind of who I was serving at the other Christian school where I, where I was working, um, here in Tyler. And so it's been a challenge to figure out how to have an integrated life when, we're serving such different community in such different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we've realized is in God's wisdom, of course, that those are the two, these are the two communities that need to be brought together so that Tyler can be integrated, mm-hmm. you know, um, and have integrity as a community. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think what has helped us is seeing that, oh, this is difficult, but like, this is part of the work, like this is the real work, right. That we're, we're a part of. And, um, and so, uh, I would say the thing that is the most helpful thing is to say to each other, like we had to say to each other, you know, you're more important than the work I'm doing. And so, so, so I'm going to like, I'm committed to you. And so we're going to choose each other when it starts getting a little tense, um, which it does, you know, it really does. Uh, so every once in a while, it starts getting a little tense and we say, you know, we like look at each other and we're like, we are staying married (laughs) Uh, as much as I love this school. I love you more. (laughs) Uh Exactly. Yeah. Well, and God is going to sustain his, his mission in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, promise isn't me. And so, you know, if promise Promise. I guess what I'm saying is like promise. If promise can't be sustained without me being here all the time, then there's a problem, you know. So, um, so that's. So I would I would say like setting up really. If people say healthy boundaries, and I would say robust. Like <laughs> healthy is good, but like robust boundaries. Um, and tell me some uh, of your robust part. boundaries. What What are some of these? Um, I just don't answer my phone after eight. Good. Yeah, I used to, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, you know, we have families who ask us, promise families who ask us for money
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and we just tell them we're going to, you know, wait and pray. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, usually we say, you know, Hey, we really appreciate you thinking of us and inviting us to be a part of your life in that way. But here's some services, you know, Mm -hmm. that are already doing that. And we don't want to you know, take away what they're doing so well. Right. Um, you know, so set up those kinds of things. Um, not, you know, feel okay about, you know, so we're, so we're going on vacation this year to Utah and Wyoming and we'll be gone for two weeks and for his, it's for his work too, not just for mine, but Mm -hmm being okay with spending our money on our mm. family, mm. you know, and our sons
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, mm. yeah. So I would just say, you know, kind of some of that just sounds so normal when I'm saying that out loud, like, duh, you would do that, you know, but oh, no when I you're don't. in, when you're in this kind of thing, it's like, everything's going to the mission and, you know, and um, <laughs> it just, <laughs> I read this great quote, the other day who's I don't remember who said it but it was that the first thing that idols take are your relationships Ooh, and I was like okay wow you know not everything in my life can be about this one thing whatever this one thing is
0: yeah.
1: if it's not Jesus you know and the thing about Jesus is he doesn't take your relationships. He sustains them and grows them and makes them yeah. deeper, yeah. right? Yeah. That the idols.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, just take. That's and so, so I would say recognizing it could be that, um, playing at the pool with my kids, mm-hmm. just normal, th- being normal, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Well, um, I would even say when, when so my husband Chad helped,
0: I mean, he was integrally involved with starting the school uh, yes. in the DR. And one of our robust boundaries was we are not going to talk about school around the dinner table. Yeah. We're just not, I mean, yeah. that's going to be family conversation. We're not going to, cause, cause it inevitably turned towards business. Yeah. And I'm like, I need a break from this. I've been thinking about this for 12 hours today. Yeah. <laughs> I need time to separate and just connect with my family. Yeah. And it, sometimes it was hard because we really, you know, especially when, you know, there's a, when your kids are at the same school that you're leading, I mean, that this is just your world and, and naturally these yeah. things come up, but there really does need to be this healthy, wait a minute. You know what? We were talking about that all day long. Let's just yeah. talk about something that's not school related yeah. over dinner. Right. Yep. And it just kind of goes, oh, I can let it go. Yeah. I don't always have to be, uh, it doesn't need to consume me right yeah
1: and we also so something else we did is we made we started a new hobby together like four years ago um that was not about kids it wasn't kid-centric and it wasn't school-centric and it wasn't work-centric which is brewing beer so we brew beer together awesome and and so it's just, just great because it's going to outlive promise maybe <laughs> or our involvement at promise is going to outlive the children you know and we'll just be able to do beer
0: there you go you'll have your own brewery promise brewery
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it has to be something else besides promise yeah there we go problem i'm just kidding no, i'm just kidding <laughs> problem. problem brewing um
0: uh, well awesome well okay yeah. so Sarah, thank you for joining me on Learning to Serve. It's been awesome hearing from you and yeah. hearing story of promise. And thank you for pioneering this new, this new school. Um, is there any last bit of wisdom that you wanna share? Any quote or anything you wanna
1: leave uh, the audience to think about? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, from my experience, what the crazy idea is that people are like, what, um, it, it might just be the thing that your community needs. So, you know, I would say, um, you know, don't discount whatever, you know, you asked about the deep hope, right? Like don't discount whatever that is because God has given to each community Enough, You know, so we're also one of the things you asked about, like our inspirations, we're also a part of the um, CCDA, which is Mm -hmm. the Christian Community Development Association. Mm -hmm. And one of the philosophies of the Christian Community Development Association is that God has given each area, what it needs to sustain and flourish the whole community. Mm -hmm. And we see um, disunity and disequity, inequity, because of sin, right? Cause it's broken. And so like God's people are able to reach into the world and, and start reorienting it so that it can flourish as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is enough, you know, we operate from a, from a belief that there's enough for all of us to mm-hmm. do God's will in the world, mm-hmm. finances, time, all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, whatever it is that you have, that's you know an idea that you have might be part of what God's doing in your community to reach the needs that are there and so um yeah, yeah.
0: that's good just maybe pursue it yeah well and i think about how he planted a seed in you when you were 22 when you first yeah. started teaching and you noticed there was a need in the yeah. community the lord sent you to new york city for boot camp For boot camp for multiple years, you got to work in an incredible school that Mm -hmm. served all, almost all immigrant students from the Caribbean. And then, you know, God formed that in your heart and then brought that heart back to your home community. And, uh, and, and you have been a missionary in your home town, Mm -hmm. you know,
1: and, so,
0: you know, the question is, what is God forming in you right now? You know, what, what is that restlessness that he's, place in your yeah. heart that he, uh, that don't ignore it. Right. Uh, yeah. what is he making you restless about? What is he opening your eyes to that, that he wants right. to do a work and he wants to use you to do a work. Right.
1: Right. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you, Sarah. Well, thank you, Krista. We miss you and Tyler.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I invite you to share this with a friend and give us a five-star rating wherever you find your podcast. I also invite you to visit our website at christiandeeperlearning.org. Check out our brand new blog posts that explore deeper learning in Christian schools and also register for CDL5, our in-person conference in San Diego, California, March 7 and 8. Remember this quote from Howard Hendricks, Christian education is like a bomb with a long fuse. It takes a while to go off.